Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the DBIP Group Live Innovators Q&A with Amir and Victoria. This is your daily, daily cast coming to you with answers to common intellectual property questions related to patents, trademarks, copyrights, trade secrets, anything, you name it. Send your questions our way. This is a Q&A format show. So as always, we always start with the question of the, of the day from the day before. Uh, now, we're doing a series of, of episodes here related to filing on on clothing, so to protect your, your the brand of your clothing by a trademark. Um, so, Victoria, why don't you give us a quick recap of yesterday's episode, please? Yesterday, we covered the question, how do I protect my logo for my clothing brand? Right, and so we did the TS uh, standard application, which allows you to actually input the, the your own listing of of clothing. Um, so today, what is today's question of the day, Victoria? Today's question of the day is how do I protect my company's logo for my clothing brand? Right. So yesterday we did the example where you were filing a trademark application for for you individually. So I filed it on my behalf. Uh, now we're gonna. Uh, do a TS, uh, you want to do the plus application today, Victoria? Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll do the TS plus application, which as I've explained before, is a little cheaper than the standard application, but it limits you on what the description of the of goods are. So you have to use essentially the canned description from the TS uh, filing system. So let's get started uh, real quick. I just wanted to remind everybody again, we have a, a text number uh, let me throw it up here. It is 415-943-5193. Feel free to text this number, reach out to us. Uh, you, you, this is my, my direct line actually. So if you text me, I will text you back. Um, and again, uh, just to start out, the way you always start out is by going to this site here. Now this site's kind of long. Um, you can also, you could also just go to tsdr.usp.gov um, and you could find the, 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 the filing that way. Uh, let, me, let me do a quick screen share just to show everybody. I'll share my, bear with me. Okay, here we go. So this is tsdr.uspto.gov. So if you just type this into the search bar, uh, it'll take you right here. Now, what you're gonna do is, is you wanna click on file online. Uh, Victoria, do you wanna keep doing your lace up brand? Sure. Okay, awesome. So you click on here, initial application forms. You, what you're gonna notice is that this is actually the same URL. Um, once, so once you click on initial application forms, this URL here is gonna be the exact same URL as one that I threw up here for you guys earlier. But this is just a little easier to remember, easier to write down. Anyways, start your application, that's the first step. Again, we're gonna do, we're gonna do a TS plus application for a company, okay? So this is for your LLC, your C-Corp. So the first thing is you have to select, make sure you have the plus selected. Again, this is gonna be $50 cheaper, so it's gonna save a little money, but you're gonna be a little limited in the throughout the rest of the process, which is, and I'll point that out to you as we go. Uh, tomorrow we'll, we'll do an episode on the TS standard application for a company on a logo. So we're gonna do this uh, for your, for my own company. So let's just say, so I have a, a California LLC, so we're going to file on behalf of my California LLC. So 
First thing you do is hit continue once you select the TS Plus. Now here you're gonna have to put in the owner of the mark. So I'm just gonna type in the name of my LLC. And then you're, when you select the LLC, it's gonna ask you what state are you incorporated in? So you have to provide the state of incorporation for the entity. So in this case, this is a California LLC. And then you have to put your address. So the mailing address, I'm, I, I use Impact Hub. It's a, uh, it's a co-working space in Oakland. And so this will, I'll just include this here. This is our legal, our legal mailing address. And if we had a, another domicile address for some reason, you could, this applies more if you're an individual. I, I'm not as, as concerned. The thing with LLCs and corps is that they already provide a layer of insulation. So it's not as big a deal. And email address, I, I like to just use the, the company email address. So I'll just use my company email. And website address is optional. Uh, you can include it if you want. Um, I'll, I'll just include it here just for the sake of showing you guys how to do it. Uh, one thing that's going to happen, though, is you, you are going to get an error because we, we are not inputting a phone number. When it's, it's not an error. It's a warning. Again, disregard it. it. It doesn't really matter. You do not need to provide your phone number. I usually don't just because I like to have my number, my phone number, like all of you, in as little places as possible. And then here's where we get to the part where we get to upload our, our logo. So in order to upload your logo, uh, you, you have to do is you have to click this special form radio button right here, OK? The standard character mark, we did several episodes on that. That's just where it's a straight word. Uh, but click on the special form mark um, and then attach. Okay, I'm sorry, choose, choose. So then this is where you have to select your logo. Now, one thing I wanted to remind everybody, um, there are certain requirements for your file that you upload for your logo, okay? So the first the first requirement are, are size requirements. So it can't be smaller than 250 pixels in any dimension, okay? And it can't be greater than 944 pixels in any dimension. So just keep that in mind. What I usually do is I usually, I, so I have a, an image program that I use. It's, it's for Mac, it's called Sketch, but I mean, whatever, whatever program you use is fine. But what you're gonna wanna do is, is you're gonna want to make the image, I, I believe the way you should do it, as long as it doesn't mess up the quality of it, you're gonna wanna increase the image to be 944 pixels um, so, so that it's as big as it can be. And then the, the small dimension won't matter as much. So identify, so if it's a lengthwise image, then I make the length I keep the ratios obviously so that that doesn't look bad, but I make the length be up to that maximum of 944. Um, the other big thing is that it has to be a JPEG. Uh, we did this episode th three, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, and I had uploaded a PNG. So I, I make this mistake sometimes myself. But remember, it's got to be a JPEG. And the other big big thing that I recommend is you don't want to claim color as a feature of the mark unless your color really is truly distinctive and you believe is 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 worth protecting and serves as a source identifier. Uh, probably for most of you, you there's just no reason. I mean, uh, unless that color really really is a source identifier for you, I would just do black and white. And so you're going to want to upload a black and white image of your logo. So um, again, I, I did this before before the episode started, but we we designed a logo for Victoria's idea for a clothing brand. So let me pull that up. I'm just second okay so we've got it selected so all i did was choose file and then i selected it and then when i hit attach 
it's going to actually show up on the right. So here you see it right here. So here's our logo. Again, I, I, I made it so that it was up to the maximum, so it's 944 pixels in this dimension. Uh, so, so you always want to click on it, make sure it looks good. I mean, this obviously looks a lot better than what it looks like in this tiny little box here. Uh, again, literal element. So here's where you input any text that appears in the logo itself, so in the image itself. So here, the text that I see is lace up. Uh, examiners use this box to do their searching um, in addition to what whatever designs you have. Color. Now here's, let <clears throat> me get to the color bit. So remember, we're not claiming color as a feature of the mark. Um, this is something that you can do. There are companies that have successfully protected color. So it, it, it's not like it's not like it won't it doesn't necessarily apply to you. Um, like it could, it could. It's a possibility. But more than likely, what I've seen is most most people just it, it's just not it's not a true source identifier. So don't bother claiming it as a feature. Um, because if you did, you, you'd actually be limiting your the scope of your of your mark. So just keep that in mind. Now in this description, we have to input a description of what we see here. So um, I would say, let's say large stylized, stylized lettering of the word lace up and then with a ribbon or actually we'll just call it a lace. The lace extending beneath the word. There we go. Perfect. Um, so once we do that, oh, no period required. Remember, more, and it tells you, it, it basically tells you, hey, I'm going to add a period anyway, so so do not put a period at the end of your description, unless you want to have two periods, of course. Okay, so after we do this, we're going to hit continue, and then we get to the fun part where we actually get to input the actual goods that we're going to be selling, that our business is going to be selling using our logo, that Lace-Up brand. Um, so again, we're gonna, you're going to click on Add Goods and Services. Uh, this is where you diverge from the TS standard application. Um, this is where the cost savings uh, are going to affect you. Um, so, Victoria, what kind of clothing do you think we should be selling with our brand? Um, can we do Halloween costumes? Costume, let's see. Wow, good job. They even have it. That's amazing. Good job. All right. Perfect. Ooh, they have masquerade costumes. Let's add them too. Do you see that? Masquerade. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Costumes for use in the amusement industry. It's actually interesting going through the TD, the TD manual because you can find some interesting stuff that you didn't even know <laughs> they had. You want folk costumes too? Sure. <laughs> Let's go for it. Um, one thing that I keep stressing in all these episodes is you want to make sure that you're actually um, it, that you're cognizant of the classes. So if you have goods that are in different classes, each class is going to add an additional filing fee. So let's just say for example like i checked costumes for animals that would be fine if i did in fact also use the the brand to sell uh costumes for animals however notice this is under class 18 and so what that means is it's actually going to double my filing fee so i have to pay 225 for the class 25 goods and another 225 for the class 18 goods so just keep that in mind um again um i, I think 
I, well, actually, Victoria, for the purpose of this episode, let's leave it just so that people can see um, that this is actually going to double our fee. So we're going to insert the checked entries. Now we have under two classes, which is, again, it's fine. Uh, we just, we're just going to pay more. Now, we're going to cl click Section 1B. Section 1B means that we're not yet using our mark to sell our goods. So Standard Technology LLC hasn't yet started selling its goods using the mark. However, it intends to, um, but it wants to secure the brand first before it invests in all the branding. Now, this, this is essentially saying that. So this is a testing. So you, I'm attesting to the fact that we're intending to use the mark to sell goods. We have a bona fide intention to do so, but we haven't yet started. So once I click assign filing basis, I'm almost there. Now, again, uh, we're, we have one under class 18. I just want to show you guys how this is acceptable. It's just, it's going to double our filing fee. Okay. So once I hit continue, you can see, so I have four different descriptions, clothing, namely for folks, for folk costumes, Halloween costumes, and masquerade costumes. Um, again, everything's under 1B. I'm going to hit continue. Um, and we're, we are almost done with this. So for this, let's do, uh, how about STL TO1? And for email, I'm going to add Victoria's because I want her to help me and be on the correspondence. Uh, you can input up to four emails. What I usually tell people is if you have an assistant, you should definitely put them in here. Um, anyone that you that you want to receive the notifications from the office, you should include them in here. Um, it might be a good idea, especially if you have someone that you work with, like an administrator that helps you stay organized, or if you have a teammate. So maybe Victoria is going to join my LLC and be a team member, and so I'll definitely want her to be on this correspondence as well. Uh, the docket number is really just for your internal organization. <clears throat> if this is all you do, this is your bread and butter, you're probably always going to remember. Like it, You're not going to be concerned with uh, as much of the docket number. Uh, we have a full-fledged legal practice, and so this docket number is actually really, really important because it helps us keep track of our clients. Now, I'm going to hit continue, um, and this is where you're going to see the, that price difference. So, so uh, as you can see, Victoria, this application, just to file it, it's going to cost us $450. So, uh, we have to really ask ourselves, do we really, are we really going to go into animal clothing or, or is it worth doing it right now? Should we get some sales first, first and then come back and then later expand the brand out to also cover uh, uh, costumes for, for pets? So when you sign directly, um, you can actually, it, it actually makes it really easy. Now to sign, you, you have to sign the application basically declaring that, yes, I know I'm filing under Section 1B. I fully, fully intend to use the mark in commerce. Um, um, and so this is the first checkbox. Now, the next checkbox is, is basically saying that, to my belief, there's no one else that has a right to use this mark. So I have a, I have a right to use the mark. Um, and so I'll check that second checkbox. This third checkbox is just basically saying that there's a factual basis for everything that I say in the application. And then the fourth checkbox, this is basically saying that I am signing under penalty of perjury. So if I lie or say anything that's untrue in the application, I could be subject to fine or imprisonment. So these are the four checkboxes that you have to make in order to submit the declaration and validate the application. Uh, once you check these four boxes, remember, read them carefully. Um, but once you have read them and you check them, this is where you get to the, the very, very end signature block. Again, as I said before, signature, you can literally, you just put your name within slashes. So you see these slashes here. Uh, it's really simple. Some people, you actually, this would actually fly too. Just do your initials. Uh, 
I will I will just do AVA just for today's sample. Uh, the name of the signatory, um, for the name of the signatory, you have to do this format again where it's last name, comma, first name, followed by the initial. Um, and then you're going to want to input your position. So for the position, I, as an LLC, I believe legally I'm the managing member, but some of you guys might have fancy titles. Um, you might be CEO, president. Uh, some people also like to a sole shareholder. There's there's various different positions. I, whatever your position is, I just like to use managing member if it's an LLC. Because legally, more often than not, that that is a valid uh, position for an LLC. Um, now, if you've done a corporation, that you might have you might be you have might have some other director position or officer position, which is fine. You're just going to want to input it here, and then at the very end, you're going to input your phone number. Um, now, once I click validate, we're almost done. This is the final review page, okay? So this is where we're gonna uh, review our application and make sure that everything is correct. Now, I stress this in every single episode because I want to make sure that you're very clear. Um, you cannot change this mark after you file. So if I had submitted this application and then I had a conversation with Victoria afterwards and Victoria said, oh, you know what? It would be really cool if, if the ribbon uh, I'll show you if it'd be really cool if this bottom ribbon was also on top. Uh, that's great. But if I wanted to submit that, that would be a whole nother application. So I would have to submit the additional 450 if I did two classes just to get that upper ribbon there. So keep that in mind. This is what your mark is going to be. Uh, and you cannot change it without filing another whole new application. No refunds. OK, so just keep that in mind. Um, you want to make sure that you get this right. So again, it's really important to read through the application, make sure that that is in fact the mark that you want to, to use and that you uploaded the right one. You never want to be in a situation where you, for some reason, uploaded the wrong version of the logo. Now, again, here's our literal element. We're lace up. Uh, color is not claimed as a feature. Uh, we have the words. Okay, so this is the description of the mark. So uh, stylized lettering of the words lace up with the lace extending beneath the words. Again, I think I told you guys before, but I always, always, always expand the, the logo to reach the maximum 944 limit just so that it looks nice and crisp um, in the register and it's low, it's high quality. It isn't, it isn't grainy. So that's my recommendation. I like to expand it out to 944. Um, again, some of you guys might have low picture quality though to begin with. And so you may not be able to get it to 944 without having it look not so good. But just keep that in mind. If you've got especially a vector image, you're going to want to push it out to the boundaries. Um, this is the owner. So this is our my LLC. Uh, this is the address, email. Email is required, by the way. I, I think I said it before, but you have to submit the email addresses associated with you. That's because that's your contact. That's the contact of the, of the entity. Now, uh, it's a LLC. If it was a corpus, we would have selected C Corp. Uh, this is the country, uh, the state it was registered in. Now here, this is interesting. So we've never done this before. We've only done one class of goods. Today we're actually doing two classes. So so Victoria is going to be doing costumes, Halloween costumes, masquerade costumes. But there's also costumes for animals, and, and interestingly, costumes for animals falls in a different class, class 18. So again, as I stressed before, this is going to double the filing fee. So, so instead of being 225, if we had just done clothing, it's going to be 450, 225 times two. Um, now, and this is, this is where you see it right here. So this is a TS plus times for two times 225 gets you to 450. 
here's my signature. I signed with my initials today. And when I hit back, um, I'm ready to go. So the mark again, double check it, looks good. Okay, I'm happy with it, I'm gonna submit. Um, the one thing I wanna say, if I was unsure about this application and I wanted to save it so that I could come back to it tomorrow, I can do that. All I do is click save form. When I save the form, it saves what's called a .obj file. That .obj file I can use in future filing, so I can upload the .obj file, and it will populate the entire application from start to finish, which is awesome. Um, just keep that in mind. It's one way to save you time if you're unsure, but you want to prepare the application today to maybe file it tomorrow. Now, um, the one very, very last thing that I'm going to say before we I'll let you guys go is if you want to modify any part of the application, you can. Just click go back. It's going to save all your information. It's a session, so it's actually really, really convenient because um, you, it, it, you you don't lose any of your information. Okay, so just press back, um, and then and then when you go forward, it's going to have saved all your information. Okay, so we can just hit continue. We can go back forward. A couple episodes ago, we had a typo that we caught, so we went we went back to actually correct that typo. Um, so once I validate and I have to check this box. This checkbox is just a reminder that you're not going to get any refunds. So that's the mark that we're going to go with. We're going to go with lace up. And when I hit pay submit, it's going to ask me to uh, pull up my credit card and pay the fee. So again, the fee is going to be 450 today because we're doing uh, two classes, a uh, class 18 and class 25. So uh, you can see here, I'll expand this, make this bigger. You see there's the fee 450. You're going to check this radio button here. And it's going to bring a drop down. So here I'm going to input the credit card information for the entity and the address. And when I hit pay, submit, submit, pay, um, we're going to be done. And your trademark application will be filed. So just keep that in mind. Um, that's how you do a TS plus application for your company to protect your logo for your clothing brand. Once I hit pay, submit there, I would then get an email. That email is going to have both a PDF of the application, and it's also gonna have a serial number. The serial number is what you need in order to track the trademark application throughout the entire process. So that serial number will be used to identify your application and even in the future, your registered mark. So you wanna keep that handy. You don't wanna lose your serial number. So that's how you do it. Thanks so much, Victoria. This was, episode, this was episode 36. Um, we're gonna be answering more questions um, anything you guys want to know how to do related to intellectual property, send your questions our way. You can text us at this number. This is uh, my direct number, community number. And so I will respond if you text me here. Uh, you can also email Victoria if you have questions or want to be on the show. She's at Victoria at DBIP.com. Thank you so much for watching. And we'll see you guys tomorrow for episode 37. Thank you.